da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, you're finally here. Finally at the list episode for 2023. It's my favorite episode that we do in these 365 days that we spend podcasting every single year. So if you've made it this far, at least a year, congratulations. You've made it a decade plus now. Even more congratulations. You are first in line for a Medal of Honor. But welcome. If this is your first time with us, we do this every week. Uh, talking about current movies here on the main feed and throwback movies of the past on our Patreon VIP feed. So make sure you hit subscribe and thanks for joining us as we count down the worst and best movies of the past year as we're just about, I don't know, a month and a half away from the Oscars, something like that. So this will probably be the last convo we have about this until our Oscars postgame show, which comes out right after the Oscars. So after you watch the Oscars the next morning, just uh, throw on the podcast, and we'll talk about it together. But fellas, welcome in to another Rants and Raves end of the year episode. Feels good, doesn't it? Woo. Woo. Here we are. Wow. Crazy. Doing this again, I guess. We're just going to keep doing this, huh? All right. Okay. Yeah, I told you guys you got 11 years out of me. That is it. <laughs> well, that's a good transition to my first question before we dive into the lists here, which is... How would you summarize the year? Do you have any big thoughts on the year that was now that we've watched everything, tallied up the lists, we've brewed our coffee, we're sitting here? What's the first thing on your mind, Brian? I thought this was a good year. I enjoy, like I, you know, we make these things. I keep track in Litterbox all, all year. Um, I got through, you know, a good chunk of chunk of movies and and I gave out a ton of, of five and four and a half star reviews on Letterboxd. That's usually, you know, that's a good mark. Um, for me, there was one great movie and then several very, very good movies. Uh, and and it, like, here's it really how I, how I measure this as far as like, was it a good year or not? Number one, again, is it was there a great movie or two great movies or whatever? And I think there was. And when I am making my list of my top 10, how many movies do I want to squeeze into an honorable mention mention just as, just as like a quick, like here, here's, and I probably had like 10. So that's good. That's a really good year. And, and moreover, if there's a third way to look at it for me, it's how many just like truly abysmal, terrible movies that I see this year out of 140. And uh, yeah, I saw, I saw plenty of, I, I, I saw some bad movies this year. There's not a ton of them though, that are going to be like, that's like an all time bad, like in the history of man, this goes on the list. You know, there's not a ton of that. And that's so good year. I, I, I enjoyed it overall. It was better in hindsight than it than it felt necessarily to, at times uh, through the course of the year, I think. So, yeah, I had the exact same experience. Uh, I actually logged all these on Letterbox. My one of my news resolution is to wow. I got into letterbox for about a month and then COVID happened and I just mm -hmm. got out of practice, but I decided sure. I'm going to start writing little reviews and also ranking things in lists and actually, cause I do things in a spreadsheet and it's like, well, this is so much prettier to do mm. this other thing. So why don't I do mm. that? Same thing. I actually thought of this year as a little disappointing until I ranked everything. And yeah, same. Like I had movies I thought would have been in my top 10 that are like, 
yeah. 15 to 20, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. To put it in like basketball terms, Brian, for your purposes, it's like you mm-hmm. probably don't win a title with this team because your number one isn't that great, but like mm-hmm. you're a really good regular season playoff team. Like you're going to sure. win a lot of games because of the depth that you have. You're a great yeah. football team. Uh, there's like, there's a lot of depth here. Um, I think I was looking at this like two. Two great movies that I and obviously things can rise. There's actually one thing that j- jumped away on my list on a second viewing this week. Mm. Th- few things may rise to great status, but like two great and then yeah, like twenty goods and t- very goods actually. And then yeah, there's a couple movies I really did not like this year, um, but that's actually less. I dislike those less than some of the others years. So yeah, on the whole, pretty pretty strong year. Nice. Of of twenty twenty three movies, I only saw like fifty something. Which sure. is pretty much everything we did episodes on. I sure. Don't, yeah. I don't see things out as much as you do, but uh totally. but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I uh when I was whittling down my list, I was surprised how many strong ones there were, how hard it was to make this list to narrow it down to ten, which ones were gonna be in the ten. But it feels I feel the opposite, Richard. I feel like this is an NBA team. We're we're an all star team. My top five, I feel like, are classic. I mean, great great movies that we'll be talking about. That's awesome. you know for years to come. So um, it was hard for me to to even rank the top five on on how I was going to order them. Mm. But I I feel like when I finally hit save, I feel like I had I favored heavily the favoritism this year, maybe over some years past. But that might not be the case. But I'm excited about this but we can't start this list without starting at the bottom Mm. with the bottom 10 Mm. so i think we should start with the person who probably saw the most movies this year according to my letterbox i didn't log um documentaries and some other things that i watched um, but i felt like things that are relevant to the show i did log i had a shout out luka Doncic, 77 movies oh nice so this would be number 67 through 77 or or so on the list uh but we'll go bottom 10 here and i'll start us off i wasn't on this episode but i did see it and it made it to number 10 on the bottom 10 dungeons and dragons what wow wow yeah did not love it wow that's shocking dude yeah that's like middle of my list that's right oh wow yeah that's yeah, I've got, I've got that one well closer to the top than to the bottom. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, starting off hot then. Starting off hot. Yeah, didn't yeah. love it. Didn't want to be in this That's universe your anymore. Worst, right? Not your 10th worst. One. Not not okay. the worst. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 10 more that are worse than that. Now I wish um, you were on the It was right next to takes. Yeah. It was right next to Aquaman. That was the <laughs> wow. 11th okay. worst. Yeah. Oh. Gonna, Which I said I kind of enjoyed it on the episode. The so yeah, overall, I will say this is um, still a top-heavy year. Like the even the bad movies aren't like sure. some of the worst ones we've talked about. So it's a borderline good movie. Yeah, at at number ten for me, okay. where we're falling with this year. So uh, go ahead with your number ten, Brian. Uh, number ten for me uh, is Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. Okay, I, there we I, go. Did not like the movie at the time. I think I like it less even now. It like the the more I thought about it, the more I felt like not only was it bad, but also nothing happened. Just nothing happened. It's just it's a repeat of the first movie. And I did not 
I did not like the first movie, so I certainly am not going to like the uh, the second movie. But at least mm. it's over now. At least it's over, and we can. What if you were just all in after this one, and they stopped making them? This is the <laughs> one that just won everybody over. It makes three billion dollars. They're like, dang, that's, that's, what, that's what that's what Richard was saying. Yeah, like, he hopes it's. I was rooting success for success just to, for chaos, just yeah. to screw with them. Yeah, yeah, would have been so gold. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh gosh, what, what about you, Richard? To- number ten. Number 10 for me, this one hurts, guys. There's a lot of disappointment in this one. This is a disappointed dad voice. <laughs> but I honestly, I did not think this would be even close until I started ranking the stupid letter. Blame letterbox, not me. <laughs> Fast X. Wow. Wow. Man. Yeah. Richard, what have we come to? I know. Are you I okay, know. bud? It's been tough. <sighs> You know, it's it shows though that this is not a biased show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That we, I know everyone thinks we're in the pocket of whatever, but of big know, fast, can, yeah, mm-hmm. big fast. We can big still NOS. have independent. Big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but that one hurt. That is, we're we are definitely aging on this show. If if the fast doesn't even. You know, make it in the middle of the list. You know, know. It doesn't have to be. That's what I thought it would be. Anything. I thought it'd be in like the twenties or thirties for right. me, and and started putting them out. I was like, nope, I like that more than that. I like that more. And again, it's more disappointed than mm-hmm. than angry. But we did a good job avoiding a lot of crap this year. And I have a little kid, so I wasn't like seeking out. If we didn't have to do an episode on it, I didn't seek stuff out. So there might be a few things I see, and maybe my list will change a bit. But as of right now, that's in the bottom ten. I can't. Can't argue. Not trying to defend it. You know what? It's in my bottom ten. wasn't wasn't very good, and that's okay. Yeah, there's been other bad fast movies, and they've re- rebounded. So, sure. Well, we got more. Yeah, it's absolutely true. All right, my number nine on this list. Now we're getting to the bad stuff here. The machine. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty bad. That's gonna come up. That's gonna come up later. <laughs> oh, good. I'll let Brian, I can tell Brian has something on that. So we'll go on to him with his number nine. Okay. Number nine is a movie I doubt either of you guys saw. I don't, I don't know why I saw it other than it, it popped up on, on our Plex server on a day where I was working from home and I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll pop that on. That's fine. And then (laughs) sometimes with bad movies, you just kind of put them on in the background or while you're playing video games or something, you're like, yeah, this is, this is bad, but you know, whatever I can. I can continue doing life and and then sometimes you're watching a bad movie and you're just like I found myself so I guess kudos to everybody involved cuz it sucked me in but only based on me being like why is this a th- why is this happening why is this a movie that is happening it's called Jewels it is the Ben oh. Kingsley joint uh where it's got Jane Curtin so you know maybe that should have been my first cue but uh, or clue but uh, it's, it's three old, old people who, uh, have an alien. It's like, it's like ET for old people, except terrible, just genuinely terrible. And then they, spoiler alert, then they just start killing cats just left and right for the purposes of feeding the alien, I think, or powering the alien ship. Regardless, uh, not, not a fan, not a fan. Very bad movie. Not an alpha fan. I, I take it. 
either. Alf would be great. I'm like I'm in the bag for Alf. Kill cats for just Alf. Kidding. We get it. We yes. understand. It's just that's just the Jules is no Alf. Okay, right. that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah, I did not understand. Apex Predator, like you just got to respect. <laughs> I hear they're rebooting that with Ryan Reynolds, and that's actually genius. I hope that happens. Yeah. He seems like he'd be a good Alf. This is um, a pro Alf podcast. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I did see Jules. Oh, okay. And I did not know what was going on with Ben Kingsley in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. It was very odd. Very tough to get through. Took a couple sit sittings, uh, you know, <laughs> pause, come back, you know. Which is what you want to, from an 80-minute movie. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know? But I had to. The UFO element, I had to had to watch that one, and it was right. it was quite rough. Right. I agree. Richard, number nine. Number nine for me um, is a, a bit of a trend on these. A lot of misses in this type of film this year. The kind of cynical box office grab. And that is number nine for me is the Little Mermaid. Oh, it's my number eight. So okay. perfect transition. Well, uh, race, yeah, number eight races. Uh, <laughs> I'm woke. I had a nine. Yeah. So. The um, more I think about that one too is especially the scuttlebutt. I hate it even more. So that's my memory is the scuttlebutt, and enough said. Agreed, Richard. Brian, did it make your bottom of the year list? No, I have uh, I have it seventy six on the year, so okay. up up towards the the B B minus range. But you know what? By ratio, by if we're going to scale, you saw more movies than us. We're still in the same percentage of movies we saw. It's in the same quadrant. Okay, sure. So, yeah. bigot. <laughs> <laughs> But I have a scuttlebutt tattoo, so I, I don't know on if you guys butt. wanted to get one as well. On your scuttlebutt. needs to be a bet payoff, pay but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. on my scuttlebutt, yes. She just needs to drop an album as Scuttle. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your number eight, Brian? Number eight for me, uh, and this is a trend. I'm, I'm looking... I think there's probably five or so of, of, of these last uh, these last seven or eight for me, but uh, that are that are streaming exclusive movies, um, and that's on me for watching them, right? Like that's that's my fault. Uh, this one I'll go here is the mother with Jennifer Lopez on uh, on the old Netflix. Oh, and uh, it's. Mm. There's a worse one of these kind of action movies that'll pop up, I think, third on my list here. So maybe in some ways I should give J Lo and company uh kudos for, for being better than than one of the than it's than than a contemporary. Bad action, bad plotting. You take like all the things that you get from like something like the Equalizer three and then which is already kind of a stupid movie, and then dumb it down even further and it just yeah, there's a certain point where it's like, what are what are we doing? What what is the value of of this movie and this type of movie? And it's there's just not really anything there that you can point to. Yeah, I did not see that one. I feel like there was a lot of Netflix exclusives that fell under my radar this year for whatever reason. I did get to a bunch of Netflix ones. I feel like, but I still feel like that one's one. I just I don't even know if I've heard of that movie. So, <laughs> props to Netflix for cranking them out and. Keeping them out of my algorithm because I would have thought that would have been everywhere. 
on my main page. All right, Richard, uh, let's go with your number eight. Meg to the Trench. Oh, did I log this one on my list? <laughs> I forgot this one on the list. Yeah. Oh, man, that one would this have been. This is a movie where you, you can, I'll accept one. That's fun. If you're doing the kind of ironic mega Megalodon movie, but like even yeah. if it does well, you don't get to make another. You don't. That that needs to be a rule. <laughs> and if you're gonna, then like maybe put the shark in the movie. I I would suggest <laughs> we're kicking out Dungeons and Dragons, and we're putting in okay. Meg to the Trench on my list. There you go. All right. That's what Birds it would be. be near as angry. Had I put it on there, I knew there was yeah. some some that I missed. Man, <laughs> this thing letterbox. That's a great one, man. I told. Wish I didn't think about that again, but here we are. <laughs> Oh, never fails the end of the year. You just, the memories come flowing back, so to speak. All right. I'm going to go, my next one was number eight. It was Little Mermaid. So my number seven is The Exorcist 2. Did you guys see this? Did not, no. I heard it was awful, awful. It was, yes, that's two great words to describe it. Richard, (laughs) did you? I did not. Wow. Uh, I challenge you to get through it, Richard, knowing you. <laughs> I feel like I started it. I don't know. It shouldn't yeah, It shouldn't have not been associated with The Exorcist. The, wor- the worst <laughs> thing about it yeah. is that it, yeah. it taints the legacy somehow Brian, you, of the original. Have, have you seen The Exorcist? Yes. You have? Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. 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 Great movie that, that was, I will never want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just curious. Yeah. That one holds up as scary, scary. Agree. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Big agree. Yeah. Great yeah, movie. The, uh, oh, it's great. All time great. And you can do a sequel to that. Well, I feel like. It's tough. This, this hey, wasn't if they it. they did it to The Shining, they could do it to that. So. Right. right. I, I feel like right. there's at least some type of source material there to work with, but this was not, this was not it. I, I do not like believe. David Gordon Green is a top tier how does uh-huh. this guy keep getting work guy yeah. like it, i he just had something canceled recently and i was like oh good could we just not give him any more movies because I, I, like what do you what does he do what does he do well at this yeah. point i don't know it doesn't i don't understand it doesn't work for me i guess danny mcbride might still have some cachet to give him, get him jobs <laughs> or something so. i don't know I guess so. what's going on there true that's a good point all right so number seven for you brian Number seven for me uh, is a is a is a is a Robert Rodriguez joint, so you know it's good, um, and oh, it's no. it also involves uh, one of these. I think we've all gotten to a place where we really like Ben Affleck for the most part, and then but he's still capable of doing like oh, a yeah. early two thousands Ben yeah. Affleck role for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, get paid. That's great. Uh, it's hypnotic, uh, which. here's what i hated about hypnotic it like this kind of movie whatever it it exists it's fine the thing that really takes it over the top for me that takes it from like this is a c movie that i did not like and 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 didn't really find any value into down into like no actually it's actually very bad is it is a movie that is so sure that its twist is gonna blow your mind and Mm. then it is the most generic basic if you've ever seen like I don't know, like an NCIS episode, you can see this twist <laughs> coming from so far away. Who hasn't? It's so, so bad. It reminded me a ton of, uh, this movie definitely made my list whatever year that was, but the the Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway joint, 
Serenity um, that turned out, oh, spoiler yeah. alert for that movie, turned out to be a video game that his kid designed the whole time. Like they're just characters in a video game. It's the same kind of kind of twist. It's very, very stupid, and I did not like it at all. And it's Robert Rodriguez, so that's a tough that's a tough one-two punch for me. But get paid, Ben. Get paid. Hey, he's just trying to fund his next Spy Kids. That's really, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Ugh. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I like that. Cool. <laughs> well, I did not catch that one. It was on the watch list, and it was one of the ones that I, it's like I'm running out of time. It's yeah. not going to make it, and it never did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad I skipped it. Richard, <laughs> seven? No shocker here. This one was like a lock from two years ago. Uh, we knew this would be in my our, some bottom tens. Uh, that would be Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Mm. It'll come up later on mine. Yeah, for sure. I I rewatched your rant about aspect ratios and things on it, Kent. Some one of your best pieces of work. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I need to get back. That's to that your stuff. version. My that what my Peta or not Peta? What my Sarah McLaughlin uh, Shaggy Angel video is yours is that. that's what you'll be remembered for and hopefully they'll play <laughs> thank you. when they do the mad about movies film festival hopefully those play back to back yeah he's just real passionate about aspect <laughs> ratios and that's all we got so he was a great guy and this is an awful day <laughs> yeah i really thought your parents would have more to say but that was their oh, speech they, they'd say the same thing yeah that's all we knew about him that's that's good yeah you know what looking back that's kind of the moment this series went south for good. Was that movie? Uh, what was it? Last night. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was it was going south a little before. That. Oh yeah, but I mean, you can always pull the train back on the tracks. It felt like they did with <laughs> with um, what's it called? Bumblebee. I was going to say Beekeeper, but that's a, a new yeah. movie. Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they completely negate that with with rise of the beasts which i think is my number one two three four worst movie of the year fourth worst Mm. so spoiler alert for that (laughs) yeah not great totally agree i guess going number six for me is this concept can work i'm not against it in general good idea to do this movie but just didn't understand the audience Haunted Mansion. Mm. Mm. Not poorly made by any means. Anything like that. Just was this was really the one we got in July. We got this uh, this Haunted Mansion <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's a very, very confusing thing. Like I said before, kids want to see Mr. Beast. Just put Mr. Beast in that bad boy. Give him Dude Perfect. And it would have made a billion dollars. But... <laughs> They gave they gave him the Kent Garrison. The ghosts uh, were dude perfect. The Kent Garrison casting of Rosario Dawson and Lakeith Stanfield, which you know, mm-hmm. great, but didn't make for a great haunted mansion movie. I had a dollar for every time Cooper brought up Lakeith Stanfield. You know, exactly. I, just, like, dude, I mean, I get it. They cannot stop talking. He's great. You're right but about like, Lakeith. Dad, can you take me to the Book of Clarence again? No, I can't. We can't do that right now. Got to got to go to school today, dude. That's mind blowing. But uh, yeah. That had to make the the worst of the year, just for sheer just lack of awareness, and the fact that that just went all the way it did up until they released it, and uh, that's incredible. Haunted Mansion. What's your number six, Brian? 
Number six, not sure if this movie actually was ever released in theaters or if it was just streamer. I don't know how you have... Let me rephrase that. Pretty willing to give a dumb action comedy starring John Cena and Alison Brie like a, a pass on just being fine. Gotta work pretty hard to make it to where it's something where I'm like, nope, that's one of the worst movies I saw this year. And uh, so congratulations to Freelance. They, they, they were successful in that endeavor of making just a really miserable movie. For no reason, like just it—it it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this hard to make Allison Brie and John Cena entertaining enough for me just to be like, oh, that was fine. Couldn't pull that off. So, Freelance, which also is the movie that led Kent to be like, really, dude. When I sent him requests for like, hey, can we? we I need to find these movies. Can, I'm trying to see these. Yeah, he was, was like, worried. He called me. We have real, full, dude. <laughs> should we have an intermission? Yeah. Intervention. We, we need to. <laughs> yeah. It's like I got it. He, he's like, hey, Kent. She called me. I like, I need to see freelance. Is there any way you can <laughs> get it, you know, it. for me? You know, I need that freelance. I'm like, okay, bro, chill. I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's on my list too. Second worst of the year for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely really could bad. have been higher than, than six for sure. It's a really yeah, bad comedy. And and that sucks because you like the people involved. You want to see comedies get made and be funny. Mm-hmm. I think it was a director, like a foreign, a foreign director situation and didn't, he doesn't understand comedic timing type of thing. And because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know if the script was bad because that's why it's got, why it got made in the first place probably is because it sure. was a funny script. So uh, yeah, it's just, it's, there was one scene that, that really summarized it for me. You know, the episode of the office where Saber takes over Dunder Mifflin and mm-hmm. they show him the welcome tape from Saber that's like, hi, welcome to Saber. I'm Christian Slater. Yes. And everyone's just really impressed with Christian Slater being like in their mm-hmm. welcome video. Mm-hmm. That's Christian Slater pops up at this movie. And that was the, it was yes. just the movie equivalent of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. It was such an odd, like they were so happy. Hey, that they got I'm Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah. It was <laughs> And he's only in it just so like the audience is like, oh, they got Christian Slater for for this. Yeah. It's just like no, <laughs> no reason for it to be him at all. It's uh, yeah. the very Al- Sprint commercial scenario <laughs> so, there. Yeah, Allison Brie had a couple movies this year where it's like, did does she know that she's good? Like she doesn't have to do this. I yeah, like what do we? I mean, I guess get money, get paid. You know, we're 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 pro get paid and also. I love her, but geez, like it was just rough movies, rough movies. What you got next for us, Richard? Um, we're going to go on a little trend here for the next few. I'm going to go Blue Beetle. Okay. Next I was up. slightly out of the bottom 10 for me. Yeah. No idea why this exists. Just uh, There was some cool, like, honestly, execution wise, they pulled off a few things that were interesting with it, but. The stuff that was flat was very awkward, and then just overall, why I, I theme these together a bit. This doesn't need to. This was like and it, the just everything about it was a miss from the beginning. It's from the minute this was incepted, you knew it would fail, and so thus I will punish it by putting it in my top ten. <laughs> good, good point. Question though, had you not mentioned it just then, could we have gone the rest of our lives without ever hearing about it again? I think probably pretty good chance. <laughs> If we would have yeah, never heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that 
that, that didn't exist. Total Mandela effect that would have been would have happened with that one. All right. By the way, did you know eighty for Brady came out this year? No. Feels like eight years ago. That mm-hmm. was no, I don't I don't believe it. It did. Next one on my list. You know, you want good things from the people involved here too. Good idea, bad execution. Expend four bowls. Oh gosh. Yeah. So bad, man. That's number two on my list. It's oh. it's so bad. It's so bad. What are you doing, Sly? This is multiple in a row now that it's just uh, he's the, the whatever the opposite of Tom Cruise's sense of filmmaking mm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Sly has right now. Yeah, I like and Scott Wall. You know the director, Big Scott. <laughs> yeah, Wall. that's true. Scott Wall. Wow. Um, the you know the first couple of these are they're not good, but they're fun. They're at least fun and like. You can sit in a theater and and be like, yeah, I had a good time with that for a couple hours. This one, woof. This one was really, really rough. And I don't know, man. When you start adding, when it's when Megan Fox is the big draw, I, I don't know. Maybe we just should stop. I would say maybe we just move on with our lives at this point. Speak for yourself, but <laughs> it looks just it's tough, man. It's tough. It's not not great. Not great. And spoiler alert for Expendables 4, uh, Sly kills himself off pretty early in the movie, and then it just is sort of a weird buddy movie between Jason Statham and Megan Fox. It just <laughs> and it doesn't really cent. make a lot of sense, and if we're being cent, honest. Bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, and 50 Cent. That's true. He's also there. Yeah. Wow. What a movie. Expend four bowls. <laughs> is uh, number five. It's just a shame we never got Gruber in this really is a shame. It's the only way to rejuvenate it. Mm-hmm. All right. That was my number five. What's your number five, Brian? My number five is the flash. Oh, uh, from the jump, the, the baby microwave scene remains one of the most inexplicable mm-hmm. bad sequences ever in a, in a big budget movie. And it's the director the trying to sell us on the terrible CGI was was done by choice. Just Ezra Miller in general, I would say, um, is is not not my favorite part of uh, superhero movies. The commitment to Ezra Miller, despite everything, for the last like three years, to go through all that they went through to make sure that they could get Ezra freaking Miller as the Flash in this movie. And then for it to just, just stumble, stumbling isn't. It would be too nice just to watch it like flop right on the at the starter pistol is tough, man. It's tough. This is a, sort of a microcosm of everything that the DC extended universe is doing. Uh, Marvel had a bad year this year too, so certainly not going to trying to to advocate for one or the other in the year of twenty twenty three. But um. The, yeah, uh, just an abysmal movie that gets worse with, with time, in my opinion. I agree. It's number three on my list. Okay. All right. So I think there's only one left on mine that has not been mentioned so far, the bottom of the year. Okay. So Transformers, The Flash, and Freelance. But my number one has not been mentioned yet as we move to Richard for his mm-hmm. next Worst. Yeah. Well, this one has been mentioned, so we'll we'll just gloss over it. Uh Aquaman two. Okay. It it made me like um 
They make me like Momoa 10% more. The way he was just like, yeah, man, I don't. Sure. This is it. <laughs> so see it or don't, <laughs> I don't care. The check already cleared. <laughs> I got paid. Yeah. Have you seen so. Dakota Johnson lately talking about Madam Webb? She's pulling the yeah. same thing. She's just yeah. like, yeah, it's probably not going to be good. It looks pretty bad to me. It was the worst she experience of my life today. of She's filming like, it and all this stuff. I was yeah. in front of a green screen the whole time. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Uh, you can go with your next movie, Richard. Then keep it in the family. Shazam, Fury of the, Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. I'm going to go with that. That'd Fury. be cooler. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's got a little tail hanging out. <laughs> um, I It would have been maybe a little higher. It probably still would have been bottom 10 for me, but maybe a little higher in the top bottom 10 if the star of it had, hadn't wept because no one saw it that's gonna knock you down a few notches yeah. my, the rudy gobert rule if you will the video yeah. of him begging us to see it is actually in my top 10 <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of joy out of that so yeah. <laughs> that's a great joke oh <laughs> uh, that's funny man thank you uh, <laughs> Yeah, I like the movie. I like that movie fine enough, but I am with your premise. Significant. I mean, big time. Uh, I I understand. That was all time an opposite of a Momoa. Momoa saw that was like okay, noted. (laughs) Yeah. Now I know what. That's what the PR people told them. They're like, just do the opposite of what (laughs) this guy did with Shazam. You're good. (laughs) People will love you. Yeah. The Rock kind of did it too, like less of a way made. Oh, Uh, for sure, yeah. The Rocks was like, actually, my accountants looked at the info, and it made so much money, guys. Y'all have no idea. That was pretty rough, dude. That was pretty rough. rough. And thus, he's back wrestling. We (laughs) called it. It's the only thing that can save him. And the only one left on my list, I'll just mention it, could only be Flaming Hot. That was Uh, my number 11. Oh, Brian. Yeah. How is it? That was their 10 worst movies than Flaming Hot. There's not. I promise. Gotta go see Hypnotic, dude. See it again. No. Watch Flaming Hot again. I promise. (laughs) Got you on a good day. Uh, Excuse me. Oscar nominated Flaming Hot. Please give it the respect. respect. It's on all over the box art already. Yeah. Yeah. Failure on all fronts. Bad acting, bad script, bad direction, bad idea. (laughs) Dumb. No. Fraudulent story. Yeah. Yeah, and it ended up the story was a complete fraud, too. So that's great. It was uh, offensively bad. Yeah. Flame and hot. So you're not, you're what, how do you feel about Eva Longoria's next directorial film? Not great. Okay. It's the story of fun. But it's the opposite of Greta <laughs> trajectory. She just, the, the chip cinematic universe. <laughs> the story of Funyuns. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Just the same thing. Like guy walks in, is like, you know, you don't have anything that's onion flavored, and I like onions. So and they're like, what? Say that again. What? Say that again. Yeah, flaming hot is my number one. Brian, yeah. what what movies are left on your list? I can't imagine there's any. I've got four, been. three, and one left. Uh, I they are two of the three are Netflix movies. The other one I watched on Netflix. So that may give you a hint as to my least valuable player of the year is the first movie I saw this year, I believe was the Netflix rom-com your place or mine starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. And oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Had a long time to that sat. That was like the only 2023 movie on my letterbox for like a month. <laughs> Cause we were still doing 
the catch up on 2022, you know, the, the longer it sat at the top of the list, even though it was the only movie there, the, the more, the angrier I got. And so I love rom-coms. I, I, there was a, there was a movie or two this year that did rom-com very well, like kind of reminded of, of what the genre mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. But as, as Netflix is want to do, instead of doing that, they just like said, what if these two people were in a movie together? And that was like the premise of the whole, the whole movie. It was, it's brutal and not funny. And, um, you know, Ashton Kutcher had a rough year, so maybe I should just leave him alone. But, uh, yeah, that was awful. That's number four. Richard, do you have movies left? Anything left on yours? I've got I... two left. My number three. And okay, number go two. ahead. Yeah, go. My number three is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Just it's more of an aesthetic choice. Just that was just an assault. And I did not like that. You mean you you want to do your next one? Uh yeah, sure. Number three on my list is uh Gal Gadot's mm. Netflix movie Heart of Stone. That uh, you got we made. gotta get you out of the house more. <laughs> I no, appreciate the work you do for the show. I love mm-hmm, you for it because mm-hmm. God knows I'm not doing it, but we're all worried about you. We got to yeah, get it's you. It's fine. Just got to get through the work hours. You know, this is, uh, this we got to get you. We got to get you a harder job. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. It's good. I'm um, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Heart of Stone kind of made the mother look like a really good action oh, movie. Boy. So that tells you how bad, because uh, that that movie, again, was in my bottom 10. So imagine Heart of Stone the, is terrible. Imagine terrible. all the people living life in peace, though. So how do you follow that? <laughs> you know, her masterpiece Heart of 2020. Of That's right. I just, we maybe, we maybe just need to like get, I don't know, do some do some training maybe like figure out your craft just a little bit maybe it's rough it's a really rough movie overall just really really bad poor idea poor execution so not great and i'm looking i just pulled it up on letterbox almost everybody in the man fam that has seen it it's like (laughs) it's a star or a half star almost across the board so that kind of lets you know I've got one more that has been mentioned, but we didn't really talk about it. it. So what's your what's your other movie? Yeah, I've got one more. One more is one that I think a lot of people liked. Thought I would really like it. Fired it up excitedly. Um, Definitely in my wheelhouse kind of thing. And then just found it really grating for some reason. A movie I did not care for at all and like really angered me in a lot of ways. And that's a movie called Dumb Money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I really did not like it. And uh, I know a lot of people did. And... I think it's a cool story and should be told. It's fun that they did it so quick. It's not something that's like, you know, sometimes it's fun to have the the great hindsight of history. Sometimes it's fun to make things a little more closer to the moment. And uh, something about just the tone of it seems so unoriginal and like um, trying to be 10 other movies at once. And mm. I just found it very grating. So, and I was, again, I was like, maybe that, some of this is like what angers me the most. <laughs> Right? Like I go into Transformers. Transformers is a worse movie probably than Dumb Money, but I'm going to put Dumb Money higher on my list because I expected it to be something yeah. I really like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And my number one is The Flash, I'll just say. The Flash is terrible. So, but we already talked about it. Yeah. Number one for me is The Machine. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. I would I would just really love if, if I just never had to see that guy again ever in a movie. Like, I like the 10 I minute- hated... Uh, stand up of that story. I mean, I've watched that a bunch of times in my life. It's funny, but then didn't need to be a movie. I do not find him funny at all. Like it does not, 
it doesn't land for me in in the slightest. Uh, I see him like pop up on TikTok and everything. Yeah. I know, I know he's got lots of fans. You know, sure. comedy no. subjective, totally. whatever else. How this is a movie, I is is unfathomable to me. This is this is probably the only movie on the list this year where I'm like, this probably makes the decade, like the worst of the decade wow. kind of list. Yeah. Of I <laughs> yeah. loathe. I hated it so much that when when the Chiefs were playing the Bills and and Jason Kelsey was jumping around, like doing being awesome. I think Jason Kelsey's awesome, really funny guy. Dig his whole bit. Just going shirtless and and hanging out with the fans and everything was really funny. All I could think was when this inevitably gets made into a movie, it's going to be this this freaking Bert, whatever his name is, and that is going to make me hate it. So that's how that's the level of of dislike. Yeah, I you have could do Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer are the Kelsey brothers. You really could, on the, and that we bums do it. Me at, out we do it for, on the Joe Rogan streaming network, <laughs> and we make a billion dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. And we just we just disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah, has his um, shirt off, Brian. I mean, isn't that I hilarious? It, I can't. I don't. I don't get it. It's fine if you do. It's not for me. Uh, but I I do feel like we can all agree there is zero reason why this was a movie. Dude, he was the all. original Van Wilder, man. Oh my gosh! Put a shirt on, you dork. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have horrible news for you. By the way, I saw this on Instagram or something the other day. He's Jack now. So, oh, okay. Maybe cool. he's so gonna do a. D- maybe he'll do a DC squad movie. Or- <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the new. He's the. New- yeah, we thought James Gunn was good, but no, he's Commissioner Gordon. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real. It's a real L. <laughs> wow, what a bad year it was. There's some bad ones. A lot of bad. But ones. we need to talk about. The most disappointing movie of the year. This might not have been in the bottom 10 on your list, but it sure left you disappointed. I'll go first. My most disappointing, it's just because my anticipation was so high, people involved, story I'm into. Movie was... Das Beanie Baby Bubble? Is that Das Beanie Bubble. Okay. Sorry. Ferrari. Oh, okay. Liked it. But like at the outset, I was like, oh, this is going to be easily be top 10. And it wasn't. So most disappointing. I think it was because by the time I saw Ferrari, I had come down on what I thought it was going to be. I had the opposite ex- ex- deal with it. I was like, okay, I actually think this is going to be kind of a bummer. And I'm going to be bummed that that man is still not back. And instead I was like, no, this is actually pretty good. Like I, at the beginning of the year, I would have thought this is a top 10 movie for me of the year. By the time I actually saw it, I was just hoping that it wasn't going to be bad. And I, I felt like it was pretty good. It did not make my top 10. It won't be anywhere close, but I found it to be pretty decent, pretty decent plus even. Whereas coming in, I was maybe expecting it was going to be actually bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I am on Adam driver. Still, Still processing it, maybe. Maybe if it okay. wasn't Adam Driver in the lead, I would be. I'd feel different. Maybe that was a bit hard to. Okay. Hard to process. All right. What's your most disappointing, Brian? I'm just gonna kind of give like a sort of a blanket, and it's it's just like big blockbuster movies. This was a bad year, obviously, money wise for the big blockbusters, the tentpole kind of movies. Those are usually the ones that I look forward to the most. 
and whether you're talking um whether you're talking Ant-Man or uh even the Marvels or Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and and some of these others that come along that came along. These are the movies that like sort of hold up the year for us. I think that's why I was sort of down on the year going at least into into like December is just because it felt like the story so much it felt like so much of the narrative this year was about Indiana Jones tanking or uh Ant-Man being, you know, ugly and and tanking or uh whatever else uh, along the lines you get with these big movies and so that kind of left like a not even necessarily a bad taste, but it just it left the impression. I feel like that this year was a bummer and a downer, and 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 then again, like we said at the outset, then you kind of look at it like actually this was a really good year. I had a good time with it. I just didn't have a great time with a lot of the the biggest movies of the year, and that that's pretty disappointing for me personally. So uh, there wasn't just one movie. Box office wise, it's Indiana Jones without question, but I liked that movie uh, well enough. Fast X and Ant-Man, I think, are probably the two that are like, hey, I was really looking forward to both of those movies because we like these series, even when they're not good necessarily. I, I like the the bit. I didn't think either of those movies was was as bad, I think, as, as you guys did. But even still, to walk out of a fast of, of a fast movie and be like, hey, when are we going to be done with this? Because I'm kind of not enjoying this anymore um, was 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 quite a bummer, given how much we've loved those movies over the years. All right, Richard, most disappointing. Yeah, for me, it's it's a no-brainer. Definitely not in my bottom 10, but definitely thought this would be in my top 10 of the year, and it's Maestro. I figured that'd be yours. That's why I went Ferrari, because it would have been mine, probably. Yeah, similar choice to yours, but just, uh, but uh, yeah. All right. um, (laughs) Least valuable player of the year. I'm kind of got a Brian Gill answer with this one. Cheating a little bit. My least valuable player is Bob Iger. Okay. I'm excited to read the book in like two years called 2023, the year that sank Disney. And just just crazy, crazy times. A lot of failures. A lot of money lost. Now Mickey's in the public domain. There's crazy stuff happening right now so (laughs) the one through line with all of those releases is is big bob so got to give him the least valuable player he could have prevented all of this (laughs) so that's my answer what about you brian netflix really could just say streamers in general like Mm. of my bottom 10 there's only two that I saw in theaters. There are a couple others that were theater movies. Don't get me wrong, but if I added in some some honorable mentions, it would have been things like Flaming Hot and White Man Can't Jump. Like, why why did we call that White Man Can't Jump? Because that was that was rough. And Ghosted, the Anadarmus Chris Evans joint, and on up the like the the majority of the the bad to like mediocre but not an enjoyable mediocre even are were all movies that are were 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 vastly movies that were streaming exclusive or came straight to streaming or whatever else and that and on the one hand it's like yeah i guess that's kind of what you should what you expect at a certain point but at the other hand it's like this is why you want those movies to be decent because that's that's what you it's readily accessible you can watch those movies at any point and then for them to just 
consistently be crappy is uh is a bummer so uh i don't know that it was an unexpected bummer necessarily but this this to me felt like an uh an a, a really bad year for for the streaming services uh just overall yeah i sent you guys a number the other day that said peacock lost a billion dollars in the last quarter i don't even understand how that's possible but <laughs> yeah, no. well, streaming the, seems to be getting less and less popular as Net- years go by, it's th- just crazy. I think it's reconsolidating though into Netflix, right? Netflix has yeah. had a great end of year financially. I mean, that ad tier mm-hmm. is huge, you know, and them kind of funneling everyone to that now uh, with their pricing and everything. They've they've you know they've maintained a ton of profitability, and uh, you know they're going to keep trying to make compelling things. And maybe one of these years they'll figure out. I mean, they definitely have stopped flooding the market with things, but. Uh, to the level that they were. But yeah, there's a lot of crap for sure creatively on there. But I think what's crazy is now in you're seeing it, the HBOs of the world, the Disney's of the world, the whatever are licensing their stuff back to Netflix to get it eyeballs. Yeah. And it's really interesting, like getting people hooked on shows, the the suits of it all proved as dumb as that kind of phenomenon out of, well, not dumb, just out of nowhere as that phenomenon was with suits. It's like, that was eye-opening to a lot of these people that's like suits could live on peacock and no one will ever see it for 50 years or Mm -hmm. totally we can give it to netflix temporarily whatever maybe you know license it for a year license only half of the season i mean that's the thing i'm seeing a lot that they're talking about a lot is saying okay we have a six season show let's give three seasons to netflix get people hooked on it and then say if you want to see the other three seasons you got to come get paramount plus or whatever there's Mm -hmm. there's things that people are being trying to use netflix now is seeing it less as a competitor which of course it is if they're going to stay in the streaming business but also seeing it more as a distributor richard did you have a least viable player by the way, at least valuable player, oh, not sorry. only in terms of performance in a movie, but in terms of being, you know, uh, Bill Parcells, who I know you're familiar with, Kent, had the great saying, the best ability is availability. So when you're not available to, to uh, even promote your crappy movie, you got to be the LVP. So that's Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. D- a double role yeah even. that's probably the yeah, right exactly the he's a, he's got a high usage yeah. rate and terrible efficiency so that's a that is definition of lvp that's jordan okay. pool numbers homie <laughs> <laughs> exactly wow would not have been 2023 without without ezra so had to get that in there another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks. All right. Best of the year time, fellas. Let's start with honorable mentions. Is there any mm-hmm. want to mention before we do our top 10, Brian? I, you know, I kind of look at this as tiers usually and, and um, really probably the last like three movies that made my top 10, you can maybe even swap out for the next like five or eight that are on the list here for me. Um, I won't go in on any of them just in case they, they're on your, you guys' list. 
I think the 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 five that missed the list that were the closest were were John Wick Four, Wonka, which is very controversial in our in our Discord. That's uh, been an interesting. It's been a fun one to watch people see and have different uh, opinions on. Uh, Asteroid City, and then uh, the Kane Mutiny Court Martial, uh, which was I think was on Showtime, maybe. That I w- William Friedkin's last movie, which I think was my mm-hmm. weekly recommend last week. Uh, that are that are really dug. Those are the five that were that were just on the outside, um, and then again, there's there's probably another five or ten movies I could I can mention here because it was a good year. It was, it, was a, it was a top heavy, strong strong year in that like A to light A plus mm-hmm. kind of range. So yeah, Mine, Richard, what about God. you? I've got five on here that I gave four stars to that did not quite make the top ten. That would be the creator. Mm-hmm. Chicken okay. Run, Dog of the Nugget. Loved mm. it. Love Chicken Run. Yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Ferrari, and The Killer. My five just out of the top 10 are at 15, Talk to Me, which is really good. I don't know if okay. you guys saw that. Yeah. Uh, the Killer, Barbie, Bo is Afraid, and The Holdovers. Lot, multiple it's a good year, man. four it's a really good plus year. stars movie yeah. for me on my according to my rankings uh didn't make it and i'm with you brian i had john wick chapter four slightly out of that too that was a tough one to cut and the creator Same. too so i had 32 movies this year now that includes some docs so i don't know what the actual number is but i had 32 movies that i gave four stars or more to this oh, year which nice i would guess is a high for mm-hmm. The, the podcast era. I could be wrong on that, but it seems it seems higher than normal. So that's good. It's a good year. Absolutely. I'll start us off here with my number 10. And this is a movie I kept coming back to, kept thinking about, went back and watched it again, enjoyed it more on the second time, and just really enjoy, and appreciated the approach to this. I don't know. I feel like I always have a few movies on my list that are just, uh, you know, kind of the low budget horror thriller type movie, maybe something like that. No one will save you. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see this? Mm. No, I know that hurts. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Uh, this is, this is my dungeons and dragons. Oh, okay. Our, our yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I w- liked it a lot. Had a kind of a no dialogue thing going on. Really liked mm-hmm. how they did the UFO stuff was really pretty well done. Uh, you know, I don't know how realistic it is, but it was entertaining. I'll, I'll say that. And, um, you know, definitely enjoyed the heck out of it. Even more on the second time. No one will save you. Mm. Really appreciated that. So had to give it a shout out there. What's your number 10? Brian? Thought about revisiting it this week just to kind of solidify because it was early in the year that we saw it. Ultimately just kind of ran out of time. So number 10 for me is Creed 3. The other reason for not revisiting is like, you know, it's a real bummer <laughs> that Jonathan Majors turned out to be a terrible person because he's yeah. uh, a huge part of what makes that movie work and why it's so good. I mean, we we all walked out of that feeling like, gosh, this guy is just, I mean, he's going to be so huge. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's he's apparently the worst. So uh, it's I don't know how many times I'm going to revisit this one the way I do Creed. But I was I was very impressed with with Michael B. Jordan as the, as the director and the star. I thought that a lot of the set, like having the 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 big match play out at uh, 
at Dodger Stadium was really cool. A lot of great visuals in this and uh, great acting. And so I have a feeling that this is going to be kind of a, a movie that's forgotten over the years, in part, again, because of the Jonathan Major thing. But uh, it for a lot for a good six, seven months of the year, I was like, that might be the best movie I've seen this year. And uh, it was so I, I think it deserves a spot here for me, at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I moved Ant-Man significantly down the list as the year went on because of Jonathan Majors. Like that, mm. I mean, they, it's so important to that. I mean, like, where do you go mm-hmm. with that movie? Yeah, What do you do with that movie now that we know what we know about where it's going, you know? I mean, so right. much of it hinges right. on that. It's just, it's almost impossible to go back and, and watch it. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. That, man, Creed, Creed 3 was special. I forgot about that Dodgers stadium scene that was great mm-hmm. uh what's your number 10 richard wes anderson's asteroid city nice mm. yeah enjoyed it a uh, i wouldn't say a return to form but it was definitely a director writer filmmaker operating in a space that he does really well and that kind of ensemble comedy um you know it's obviously very mannered and very um tactically put together in a lot of ways which sometimes mm-hmm. you know post bombs um can be annoying but then when it sometimes it all just hits kind of like music and, and it, this one worked for me and and you guys know there's been other ones that that haven't um but i thought i thought this one the writing was really strong and um performances were great and we had a good discussion about it and all that so yeah asteroids it ended up in my top 10 which i was surprised i just kept nice. it's fun with the kind of with the letterbox piece of uh, those, I don't know why I said beast with letterbox to do the like one V ones when you're building your list. Okay. Here's everything yeah. with the stars. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're right. I tear it out and then it's like putting them next to each other going, Nope. I like that one more. And this one kept kind of bumping up more and more. Yeah. I think about the alien scene in yeah. that movie a, a lot. Actually, it's it was such a strange way to do that. And I loved it. I think it was such a fun Wes Anderson way to do to do an alien coming down out of a spaceship. Like, and I, 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 love, and I love the play. Same. You know, that, yeah, yeah. that, that yeah, construct yeah. really worked and, and made it feel a little different. Yeah, we did an episode on that. I think all but one of the rest of my list we've done episodes on. So most of these, if you're listening or want to go back and, and do more uh, deep dive on them, we've done episodes on most of them, if not all of them. So... Asteroid City is definitely one of those. Um, my number nine is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number eight. I loved thirteen for me. The first one, nice. and uh, I mean, I always I said like, man, if they can improve on this, I'm gonna really like the second one. And I thought they did. So easy entry into the top ten. Uh, one that we'll watch, you know, plenty of times here in the future. And excited to see where it's going. Apparently, they're pumping the brakes on it because the animation people got, mm. you know, in some trouble for pushing this one so hard. And so I think they're one to to look out for is what's going on with Lord Miller and that Spider-Verse crew because, you know, they blow in our minds every time they do something. What's your number nine, Brian? Yeah, uh, just a real quick there. I... I I have Spider-Verse at number eight and it, it definitely feels like one that could rise up maybe significantly. So based on, based on the next one and how Mm -hmm. that plays out. Cause there is just like a slight incomplete to this movie. Cause it's a part one, 
but it's such a good part one. Um, love that movie. Number nine for me, it, one of the last movies I saw this year, people have been talking about all year and I just hadn't had a chance. It wasn't available streaming for a long time and watch it. Super glad I did. It's uh, Past Lives mm, by, yeah. uh, done by Celine Strong. I thought Greta Lee was unbelievable in this. It's like shocker. I mean, I was almost as mad about that. Maybe, I, honestly, I might be more upset about her not getting an Oscar nomination than I am with with Margot Robbie. She's she's brilliant in the movie, um, and and a lot of the the surrounding work is is so good as well. But it's it's um, I'm not somebody who has like a lot of uh, you know regret and and road not taken kind of syndrome with with some of this stuff it is present i so because of that i wasn't sure that i was going to totally connect with with the movie the way other people seem to be and i uh, could not have been further from the truth it is it is presented so well and so beautifully uh it's just it's almost it's impossible in my opinion it's kind of, it's, it's kind of impossible not to connect with the story and the way that it's being told so Really, a really a remarkable, really, really well made movie that I that I loved quite a bit. Yeah, totally. I I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think it has a low key shot at best picture, maybe too. But sure, we shall. She see. is in the morning show though, and those people have to be punished. So understanding <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's fair. You know, it's fair yeah, is fair. Make the rules. Right, just them. Yeah. All right. What you got for us at number nine, Richard? Sorry. Uh, number nine, a little movie. I don't know if you guys have heard of it called Barbie. Hmm. Indie oh, pick. Okay. Um, real flop. And then, um, <laughs> kind of picked up some momentum late in the year. Uh, so yeah, Barbie's number nine for me. Thought it would, this is one I've, there was stuff that was higher than I expected. This was a little lower than I expected when I set out to make this list, but just, you know, just barely liked a lot of things slightly more than it, but it's definitely on the tier with everything that's like three through nine. So all those could easily, based on my mood, move or five through nine. But yeah, great. Such a actually very high degree of difficulty for that kind of movie and is executed so well. Such a fun tone. So many great performances and uh, and, and all that good stuff. So so kudos to uh, to all involved for Barbie. Shout out Greta Gang. Greta Gang shirts now on sale. Not about movies podcast. Your company man. Good it's for not you. a joke. You. you see people buying those. So shout out I to know. the Greta gang. Man, that is a that's a good one. It was slightly, slightly out of the uh of the top ten for me. I'll go with my number eight here. It's one that came out early in the year, stuck with me. It was very high on the list earlier in the year, but ended up staying in the top ten. I think we said in the episode when we reviewed it. Why can't every movie be air? Because mm. I think it yeah. should try to be. Good, air was awesome. Eight, so fun and enjoyable. Two. Is it? Okay, perfect. Yep. You and I are aligned there, so. I mean, just knew exactly what it was. Great pace to it. Yeah, I mean, lighthearted, kind of comedic tone, but also dramatic. Um, you know, good acting, a dad movie of the year candidate for mm-hmm. sure Big time. without a and ship or world war ii so it's, it's hard to do that's a whole different category of dad movie right. or tom hanks right that's what would have propelled it probably yeah. to the top is if it if it took place in a yeah, sub that would be oh, sick man. imagine now michael jordan talking. duncan in the sub oh, so in. all right let's not again let's not give away all the good ideas yeah <laughs> i'm with you though brian when you uh said vale davis deserved a 
mm-hmm. an Oscar nomination She's for so it. Good. That's so dead on. He totally got uh, overshadowed because it was literally a year ago, it feels like, when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. deserves yeah. your time if you didn't get a chance to see it. And uh, it was my number one for good good long while literally until the rest of these movies came out so uh shout out to air for being just guys we don't have to spend 100 million dollars on everything okay we don't (laughs) just be air brian what's your number eight just be air that's right number eight for me is spider-man across the spider-verse so we've already talked about it can't wait to see what the next one's gonna be and uh may may raise that up even a little bit more love the movie what about your eight richard my eight was air. My number seven is Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Uh, not a big three hour plus movie guy, but uh, the story is just so wild and affecting and traumatic in so many ways, and um, is so so impeccably well made. Scorsese's having the incredible, the best eighties anyone ever. It's like Tom Brady at this point, eighty for Brady, which a lot of people don't know he did direct um, <laughs> under a pseudonym, but. Um, Really, really incredible piece of work. And so, um, such a downer. So, it's harder to put any higher on my list, but I respect it so much and I've, I've thought about it so much since. Awesome. Uh, my number seven is Blackberry. Oh, nice. Air and yeah. Blackberry, black to hey, back. Man, to back. You and I That's are strong. aligned, Kent, this year. You're going to see Blackberry later on in my life. <laughs> okay. Don't this wins the award for movie that was way better than it had any right to be on all fronts every performance cinematography scripts execution direction yeah i mean this movie was like you see the poster you see you're like okay no never and then you see the movie and you're like wow (laughs) so go check this out if you never got a chance to glenn howerton was awesome in this movie jay baruchel was awesome. I'd never thought those words would come out of my mouth, Same. but uh, they did. <laughs> Check this movie out if you if you didn't get a chance to. Blackberry was was greatness. I think it was the best of the tech startup story <laughs> movies this year, which there yeah. were a lot of. Dos Beanie Bubble a lot included of business biopics this yeah. year. Yeah. The tech biopic, definitely the best of those. Definitely the best of those. So yeah, that's my number seven, Blackberry. What about you, Brian? Nice. Number seven for me, one of the only uh, big, crazy blockbustery kind of tentpole movies that 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 worked for me that that performed, uh, and that, so Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Volume Three here yeah. could have been as high maybe as like four. Or five. Actually, I had it like I think I had it fourth until the last couple of weeks when you know this some of this started filling in with the the awardsy kind of movies that we hadn't had a chance to see yet. Uh, I've rewatched it a couple of times. Cause like first time I went to see it, Lindsay didn't go with Cooper and I, then Lindsay and I went to see it later. And then when it got on Disney plus Cooper wanted to rewatch it. So we ended up doing that again. And uh, yeah, I know there's a, there's a few people in our discord that it didn't, it, it didn't work for, it didn't connect with. For me, this was like the culmination of a lot of what, uh, this series has, has been doing and guardians, probably my favorite branch of, the MCU and uh, Rocket is great, and so to to center the movie on Rocket and and his like character development and history and everything like that worked for me very well. So uh, all in all, like really really rough year for for Disney and 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 Marvel. This was a, a a pretty big success in my opinion, for me at least. 
Yeah, I think that was the only blockbustery type movie that even made my top twenty. So, besides, uh, if mm. you count Spider Man, but go ahead and do six. My number six was a movie we just talked about a couple weeks ago that we all I think loved very much and um, had a really interesting discussion about. That's The Iron Claw. Hmm. Nice number four for me. Yeah, yeah, same for me. It was number four. So, nice. um, so I hated it compared to you guys. All right, well, I'll see yeah, apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. What a jerk! Yeah. <laughs> this means um, Brian's a bigger wrestling fan than you. That's all it means. <laughs> I yeah he was Bare telling us some wrestling stuff earlier this week we were off air you were saying like the Vince McMahon stuff what was your thing like wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> you were saying normal said it was blown you out of it, you said I think guys being out. dudes was you, your you, exact quote you, I think you said yeah who, ha- who <laughs> hasn't done that was your yeah. right <laughs> so yeah I guess you are I guess you're a big wrestling guy whatever Could teach his own Actually, I said everything that he did was reprehensible. I just I thought his plastic surgery was really good. <laughs> I like when he had the mustache. I, that was my he, comic. Kent was the one that was all about behaviors. <laughs> he needs to grow the creepy uh, Joe Gosh, Jackson mustache back. That was so weird. Bad. <laughs> so bad. Zorro stash. That was very odd. Well, uh, all right. My number six, y'all definitely aren't going to have it on your list, was Mutant Mayhem. Loved this movie. Yeah, just on the outside. So fun. Loved it, though. Again, probably better than it had any right to be. Uh, Creative, funny, uh, good action. uh, Everything you want in a TMNT. So Good soundtrack. Great needle drops. looked great, too. Yeah, super creative. Excited to see when and if they continue. So number six for me was Mutant Mayhem. Let's go to your number six, Brian. Number six for me is a movie I'm I'm very confident is going to come up later on on Richard's list. Uh, last movie I saw this year, I, I, I made it. I barely made it yesterday uh, to get this one in because I knew it was going to be important, and it it did not disappoint. And that's American mm-hmm. Fiction. Number six for me. Nice. I did not make it. It was a tough one. I kept hoping that it was going to go because it's an Amazon Prime. Release when it does get released, and so I thought this weekend it might happen. It did not. I had to rework my schedule Monday to to figure it out. But I'm sure there are a lot of people that are in that boat. It is. It's so. It's so good. So funny, but then like randomly was like crying. Uh, which it, you know is not obviously is not uncommon for me. I cry <laughs> in a lot of movies, but was not expecting to cry in that one. Like very genuine, like oh holy cow! Like that's a really, oof, that's a that kind of stabbed me in the, in the heart a little bit. Uh, done very well. So again, I'm sure it's gonna come up later on Richard's list, but it's it's great, really good, awesome. What's your number You're five? With that assumption, Richard. Okay, my number five is a movie we talked about a bit. Blackberry, so much better mm-hmm. than it needed to be. Really, really, I actually thought like um. There's some great dialogue in it, and Howard and has a really showy performance. You're right. Baruchel's great in this, and I'm not a fan normally either. I will say, actually, the story writing of this film is mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, yeah. Because it, it goes in, an, in a non – like everything Dumb Money does, this doesn't. It really kind of goes – and it tells a full, long story of a company. It's not just the startup phase, but it, it does those jumps really well. And and really kind of keeps you – even kind of you kind of know where it's going to end up. It's not like we're all um, – you know, going to to uh, pull out our blackberries in a minute, even though I wish we would. 
um, cause I, my favorite device ever. Um, but it, it does kind of have some surprises in there and things like that. I think it was great. And the stuff with Palm was, was awesome. And I will say that really brave choice as a screenwriter and a director, Matt Johnson, just making himself the most unlikable character ever. God, I hate it. And it's funny because that guy wins at the end too, but uh, he's just so annoying. The uh, <laughs> the Doug character it's just like just doesn't yeah. get that he's at a company the entire time. It is such a loser. So it's always fun to write a movie and be like, I'm going to be the annoying guy. So kudos yeah. to Matt Johnson. Or maybe that yeah. guy just sucks in real life. I mean, he's one or the other. But <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's so true. I loved the BlackBerry. What was it? Storm stuff at the end. Yeah, with the touchscreen one, I yeah. bought that one like you know, pretty soon after it came out. I feel like, yep, because I love the BlackBerry, but then I got an iPhone, and I was like, "Well, if BlackBerry can ever make a something like this, I'll go back yeah. to BlackBerry." And it didn't last long. <laughs> I think I had it for like a month or two before I got rid of it. I but, wish they still. I mean, I've. I wish all business phones, like work phones, should just have to be Blackberries, like just for email and stuff like that. It's so much better than the iPhone. But then everything else on the iPhone is better. But plus buttons feel good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be brave and say something that's people are scared to say, but I'm gonna be I like to think of myself as a trailblazer. So much better for texting and driving. <laughs> I I'll go with T9 for that. Yeah, T nine was the best for texting and not <laughs> looking. Yeah. Um, all right, top five now. Uh, we've mentioned a few of these, so I'll mention my five and four here. My five was uh, Asteroid City. Nice. One that's definitely nice. grown on me as the year has gone on. And number four is Iron Claw. Nice. nice. Love, love, the, love both sad of those. Movie. Yes, lovely sad Gosh. movie. It's great. Uh, so those are mine. Brian? Uh, number four for me is Iron Claw as well. So we we've, we've touched on that all through. I just I really wish Efron had gotten too. nomination, but it is what it is. He's Great gonna movie. get it for, uh, for people Stibby to... McWibby or whatever that next. <laughs> right, right. Which by yeah, the way looks yeah. neighbors four. That looks funny. Now. By the way, oh, not gonna cool. lie, that trailer is pretty funny. Yeah, the R rated. I think it's every funny movie movie moment in the movie rather. But I will say that, that so. that's a pretty yeah. funny trailer. Yeah, uh, but that's number four. Number five for me. May, I, could come up on cancel list. Let's see. Godzilla minus Great one. Hmm. Loved this movie. Uh, when I was selling it to people too, I was like, yeah, it's Godzilla, but like, it's also a great war movie, like a great war movie. And all of the emotional elements of it, the um, like survivor's guilt with, with the main character, all that stuff, all, all and, and like the, the, the cultural element of, surviving in in post-war japan and stuff it's i can't believe how well a godzilla movie handled all of that stuff and so that's that's a big part of why i'm as high on this movie as i am it was just like i went in expecting to see a godzilla movie and instead it's like a very affecting war movie that handles its its itself remarkably well so uh, and i did not did not expect that at all but uh, yeah, Godzilla minus one is number five. Iron Claw number four. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Richard, any you want to mention here before I hit my top three? Um, yeah, I've got my number four. I think I need to do. Let's see. Yes. Okay. 
Number four for me um, is a movie that I saw a couple months ago. I don't know. Liked it. Um, maybe just kind of a flat theater experience. Normally these add to films, the theater actual experience, but mine just didn't. Not that it was bad or anything. Just kind of came out going, okay, yeah, I liked it. Thought I would like it. Did like it. We did a review of it. It was very good. Thought it would be in my somewhere between 15 and 20 of the year, maybe 10 and 20. And then uh, this past weekend, I, my wife hadn't seen it and we watched it. Just like threw it on in the morning, and then like, I don't, pardon me again, atmospherically, my like kid came. We went. Jude woke up from a nap, and he like cuddled with us and just watched this movie. He was like really into it for like uh-huh. an hour. It was just a wonderful experience. And then I just found it so much better and funnier and more moving and everything in between, and loved it. I've not even talked about it for like three days, and that's Wonka. Nice, yeah, Sweet. Wonka number four. Yeah, it jumped up on a second viewing. It was a great second viewing. I was catching things I didn't even remember. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a bad mood or something the day I saw it. But yeah, loved it on the second viewing. So that's my number four. I love that. Very, really sweet movie. Really, really joyful and kind. And uh, I'm glad it's really high on yeah. your list, man. It was that was that was a good one. Really love that. Uh, all right, my top three here. Uh, I don't know if this one's been mentioned, but my number three, Oppenheimer. Hmm. Okay. Number one, number two oh, for me. Okay, so spoiler. Run the run the gamut. One, two, three. Yeah, my top three. I think I, I probably switched the order like I don't know a few times in the past few weeks, but it was always these three movies okay. in some some order. The order that I landed on, I think, was uh, I don't know a little bit of favoritism. Probably it has nothing to do with mm. what this movie's better than this one or anything like that. But uh, man, Oppenheimer is great. What, what more can I say? Yeah. It's uh, about as good as it could be. It's such a, it's a true epic of its time. It was one of two movies that I gave five stars to this year. Yeah, it would almost it would feel disingenuous if it doesn't win Best Picture. Like, yeah. feel I really do feel that way. Um, but you know, anything can happen. But I think it'll stand the test of time, and we'll be talking about that one for years to come. So. Who cares if it wins or not, right? Because that's the real win. <laughs> so number three for me was Oppenheimer. Two, Killers of the Flower Moon. Nice. Loved it. Obviously. Uh, my number one was Godzilla. Minus one. Nice. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, I was like, you know, what's the one that was A, a great movie, and B, I'm going to watch probably a hundred times. Yeah. in my life so yeah godzilla minus one that's the one nice such a surprise yeah, movie, man. totally i wasn't yeah. expecting that to be what it is yeah all right what you got richard anything left <sighs> i've got two left that have not been said yet um, wow my number three favorite movie of the year was the holdovers nice number three for all me right, as well. look at us brian lined up boarding, boarding school, school maybe. boarding school boys <laughs> let's get tats <laughs> <laughs> um yeah loved it alexander Payne's, you know he's made some real masterpieces he's made some real crap <laughs> so you never know going to him uh but this was so well so well made and acted and uh is such a lovely story i mean really just a great story of a film and mm-hmm. it goes so many mm-hmm. different ways it's a great performance i think it's going to win a couple things at the oscars at least one thing so um that's that's awesome and it should be its legacy anything you want to add brian I think there's three lead acting performances this year that that 
if they win the Oscar, I'm not going to be upset about it. And this is this is one of them. Giamatti's incredible. Uh, I love just like the kind of small, cozy feel of the movie overall. Like uh, I, I think all of the all the acting is just so well contained and and not showy. Like even G, I don't think Giamatti's performance is showy, and it definitely could be there's there's probably a couple of scenes that are kind of the oscar scene you know when you're when you're making the movie but it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel showy it doesn't feel like he's he's trying to win an oscar i love that just yeah the whole vibe is great and um and she's going to win the oscar and so it's you know and that and she deserves it she should uh so yeah love love this movie what was really nice too to just kind of be reminded of like all right alexander payne Downsizing was just like a weird blip. Like we we we're good. We we can still we can still make good movies. So yeah, number number three for me as well. All right, my number two is Oppenheimer. What what else can you say? Um, just a, a real epic masterpiece, and uh, you know, will win a ton of awards and should. And uh, saw the saw the great um, quote today that Christopher Nolan said he's going to keep making movies at this large of scale because so many directors don't get to and it's kind of his since he gets to because of you know the economics of that he's been able to pull mm-hmm. off he's going to continue mm-hmm. to do it because he feels like he owes it and that's so cool in a vacuum yeah. it's so cool though that he does that with stories like this and some you know and not just right. and 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 Tenet and and Dunkirk especially and all that so um, it's really cool that he does that and and still is able to make mass entertainment popcorn film that doesn't talk down to its audience, but is, you know, historically and in the history of film, really big and interesting and all that. And then my number one is American fiction. Loved it. So good. Such a great, uh, unbelievable screenplay um, that like you said, Brian mm-hmm. jumps around from all kinds of emotions. And when it is funny, it is so funny. Um, so loved it. That's like, ex- you know, so up my alley as a, as a movie, but, uh, but thought it was just, I knew I'd like it and then came out of it like sprinting into the parking lot loved it so much couldn't wait to like think about it more so so yeah so that's those are my top three yeah american fiction had a little bit of that cohen element of i mean there was only like four other people in my theater and and i was laughing very like hard at a lot of the stuff that was happening and i think i was probably the only one you know that doesn't happen a whole lot like but it is a that is something that happens with me frequently with with cohen movies where like uh, inside Lewin Davis, where I just was, I like cackling. I was laughing so hard at some of the stuff, and it seemed like no one else understood that it was a. So comedy, I was in you know, um, Phantom uh, Thread. Seriously, me and Steven were laughing. There's some funny yeah, lines in Phantom sure. Thread, and the whole thing is supposed to be weird <laughs> sure. and funny, and everyone's just like sitting there, like right. they should be dressed as the character. Yeah. It's like no, it's this is you're yeah. supposed to be laughing at him. He's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, exactly all the stuff with the mom and with the 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 uh like the, the caretaker too it's just super sweet and and kind you know and yep. and very jeffrey very writes so great so, jeffrey writes great he's he's another one of the three that yeah. to me it's like if 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 he wins i'm and, i'm happy because this in the great performance always great in a freaking supporting role adam brody <laughs> That guy just shows yeah. up and stuff. Yeah, nice, a little yeah. bit slimy too. Yeah, yeah. it was good. He was, he's very good at that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My number one was Oppenheimer. Um, I just think it's definitely not the movie that I'm going to rewatch the most out of all these, and maybe out of the top ten, it's it's the move. It's the one I'm going to rewatch the least. But it's still, uh, as you guys know, I, like 
masterpiece is usually the word that I reserve. Like that's the one I'll, I'll call a movie great or awesome or whatever else, but I won't say that unless I, I really feel like it's a sort of generational transcendent kind of movie. And that's, so that's I won't say that unless it is their definitive best movie. Right, because that's the thing; it has oh, to okay. be their right. singular work. And I don't know if it's that or Dark Knight. Okay. I don't know. Is like, there could be interesting? There's yeah. not okay. a lot that's of that's a good way to beanie bubbles in Oppenheimer. I don't know if you could use that <laughs> word with it. That's true. That's true. Das Oppenheimer though is really good. <laughs> can't yeah. can't uh, vouch for that one. Person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like that. Genuinely, I think it's it's a perfect movie. I I imagine it's going to win just about everything. And I, I think it probably, I think it probably should two for me. It was Barbie. I, I think at the end of the day, and I don't know, maybe this is a poor way to to do these kinds of things, but I think at the end of the day, what I am going to think about when it comes to 2023 is, is Barbenheimer is Oppenheimer and Barbie and the way that those two things worked together sort of yeah. unexpectedly and surprisingly um, that, that it wasn't, a disaster for one or both of them to both come out at the same time to have such different different kinds of movies but still both be such huge 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 successes and really even the way that, that both of those filmmakers kind of supported each other through the course of it was a really cool little sub story uh to to the year as well but yeah I love Barbie I've I've rewatched Barbie a time or two it's it's going to be a great background movie I think um for me moving forward I think all the performances Gosling has always been a favorite and uh, so that was it was really fun to see him just really lean into um, his comedy styling and and and, and what his his tone comedically. Margot Robbie's great. Greta's our 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 leader. We love her all the way through. So uh, yeah, Oppenheimer number one, Barbie number two for me. There you go. Does that wrap up the list? We'll get to MVPs here. That's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Well, there's the list. I'll I'll go over mine. Real quick, my number 10, No One Will Save You, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Air, Blackberry, uh, Mutant Mayhem, Asteroid City, Iron Claw, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Godzilla Minus One. Richard, what were your top 10? My top 10, starting at number 10, Asteroid City, Barbie, Air, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Iron Claw, Blackberry, Wonka, The Holdovers, Oppenheimer, and American Fiction. Brian. Okay, Brian, what about you? My number 10 was Creed 3, Past Lives, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, American Fiction, Godzilla Minus One, The Iron Claw, and my top three are The Holdovers, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Most surprising movie for me this year, I already mentioned it, but it was Blackberry. Without without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Most, most surprised I've been mm-hmm. about a movie in quite some time. That's mine. What was your most surprising movie? Richard, mine was surprised that I liked it as much as I did, and that's the creator. Yeah, I didn't think you would mention that one in uh, in yeah. the top of the year at all, and you did. So yeah, it was in my on sure. April mentions. Yeah. That's a surprise. What about like you, Brian? I think I'll go with Godzilla. Yeah, like, a, a top five movie that I did not. I don't even know if I knew it was coming out t- towards the beginning of the year. Um, I, you know, I don't usually watch a ton of, of foreign language movies, even if they involve Godzilla. So for that to be uh, a movie that I love so much and for it, and on top of that being just, again, the content of a Godzilla movie uh, is, was quite a surprise and, and, and a lovely one at that. 
And my MVP of the year, I'm just going law of averages here. This is a person that was in multiple of my top 10 movies. So uh, <laughs> that was the criteria I went on. So my MVP Godzilla. is oh, Matt sorry. Damon. The guy's killing it. Okay. I mean, like what can I say? He's the guy's still great. at the top of his game. He's the best. He was in Air a, and uh, uh, Oppenheimer, by the way. He's Oppenheimer. got a crime movie directed by Affleck coming out soon, too. They're starting to film yeah. on. That sounds Man. good. That's how they both yeah. should be used. <laughs> Own the Night uh, 2 or whatever? No. What yeah. was that one he did? Yeah. The Accountant 2. It's the oh. Accountant 2. And it's, the, it's he's now he meets the HR guy. Matt Damon's the HR guy. <laughs> oh, no. The Accountant and the HR guy start killing. <laughs> Uh, my MVP is rival. Killers. Yeah, my MVP is just a combined Barbieheimer. No, that's smart. the marketing that's... department behind Bar- yeah. Barbenheimer. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it paid yeah. for a lot of stuff. That's this a good year, one, which is good. We need those. We need either Tom Cruise or Barbieheimer. It'll be interesting to see what it is this summer. What is going to be the thing that is the <laughs> revenue generator for all the Oscar movies for theaters to stay open? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we we shall find out. Hopefully yeah. we find out. Hopefully yeah. there's something. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this was really fun. Again, recapping the year. And fellas, as of now, officially turning the page to 2024 movies. So on the main feed from now on, we'll probably be talking 2024 <laughs> unless it's Oscar related. Make sure you hit subscribe. Thanks for being here. Let us know your favorite movies of the year. Send us your letterboxed. Find us on Letterboxd. I'm Kent Garrison. Brian's Gill 12 I think, maybe. Or Brian Gill, something like that. Uh, Brian just Gill Brian Gill. Richard. Yeah, that's one of the few that I could actually is, get uh, the name. Yeah. At, at Vince Richard McMahon Brian. fan 21. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, follow us there. Follow us all over the social <laughs> medias. And please stay with us as we head into 2024. If you want to be a Discord member, though, I shall say before we... Before we get out of here, Brian mentioned it. A lot of people in the Discord talking movies all the time. So if you want people to, uh, you know, chime in on things you're watching, give their opinions. Discord, our Discord is a great place for that. And, uh, you know, a lot of like-minded individuals just hanging out talking movies. So if that sounds like something you'd be into, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. All right, we'll see you next time at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya, your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.